Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. solo episodes you know I guess interviewing people made me uh, have more of an appreciation for the other stuff that I do on here which is basically the solo stuff and me talking about the subjects that I feel as though you know should be talked about not to say once again that the people I'm not going to interview anybody and I'm like this they're wasting my time. Like, if someone reached out to me and they wanted to talk about something, um, or they were about something, and I was like, and I was like, you know what, I'm not, you know, gonna, I don't want to talk about this. I wouldn't. Simple as that. I don't care if the person reached out. I just sim- simply say, you know, I don't want to talk about this. Now, thankfully, I've never had that experience. I've never had an experience to where when people reached out to me because they were interested in being on the show, um, when I looked into what they were doing or whatever they wanted to talk about, I was I thought, hey, you know what? Nah, I don't want to talk about this. I was always interested in hearing what they had to say and, you know, just talking about it. So that's why I've had the guest on. So it's no other guest to my knowledge, at least. I might have to check, you know, messages and stuff, but there's no, uh, no one else, uh, you know, that I got to uh, interview, but definitely looking for more people. So if you are listening um, and you've been on before, you want to come back on, or if you're just a listener and you want to come on and you want to detail something, feel free to feel free to let me know and, you know, hit me up. So, with that being said, I am going to talk about um, this episode, Character Matters. We're going to talk about, and as you can see, your man Chris Cuomo, <laughs> Creepy Chris Cuomo, um, as the thumbnail. We're going to get into his ass, not not literally, um, but we're going to get into him. Um, but we're going to talk about, before I get into the topics uh, of this podcast i want to make an announcement i did this on the my two cents podcast last week uh so they already got this announcement and i want to and last week was an episode of of this podcast was an episode was an interview so i didn't necessarily get into the announcement then that's why i'm doing it now so with that being said um there is no Patreon anymore. There is no longer a Patreon. <clears throat> Let me make it clear. 
I don't have a Patreon anymore. Not saying that the Patreon site went away, even though if it did, hardy har har har. But the, I no longer have a Patreon. So if you look in the description box below, um, you will not see a Patreon link. That's because um, the main reason being that I just felt that Patreon wasn't really worth the work for the amount of money or lack thereof that I was getting. Um, basically, when you sign up to be a creator on Patreon, they take a cut of it. The thing is, they take a fat ass cut of it. So, as I was saying with the Patreon tiers, and I've made this, and I talked about this as well, and this will be a part of why there's no Patreon as, uh, as well for me. So, <clears throat> for with the tiers, there were like ten, uh, $10 a month, and you would get uh, extra content from this podcast and my other podcast, the My Two Cents podcast, right? But it wasn't like if you were to subscribe, it was $10 a month. It wasn't like if you were to subscribe... Um, and you signed up for the month or however long you did that I was getting all of that money. I wasn't getting all of the $10. Patreon was getting at least 70 to 75% of that. And the rest was going to me. So that left, left me with around maybe, uh, 30% or 25 to 30% of it. Right. So, um, that's one thing. I, I really don't like that breakdown. Two, when I tried to create more uh, other tiers, lesser tiers, as in I tried to then delete the $10 tiers and lessen them both to $5. Remember, I made that announcement. Maybe some of you do, maybe some of you don't. But I made an announcement saying that that was I was trying to make that a thing. A thing. So <clears throat> instead of having one tier, specifically for all the podcast because some people are just fans of the my two cents podcast and some people are just fans and listeners of the earnest thoughts podcast so i don't think it would be fair because uh some podcasts got more material i can tell you right now this podcast the earnest thoughts podcast ended up getting more exclusive material than the my two cents podcast yet like i stated before there, there wasn't, but you, there was a possibility that there were people who were only a fan of that podcast and still paying $10 a month uh, just to get exclusive, so they can get exclusive content for the My Two Cents podcast, but not necessarily getting it at the same rate as the exclusive content for the Earnest Thoughts podcast. So I wanted to split the two tiers. Patreon wouldn't allow me to do that. Uh, they, they don't have a chat. Uh, they, they have people you can contact via email, via social media, uh, social media, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I got through, uh, them via email. Um, but they don't have a necessarily like phone line to where you can call because a lot of these companies don't, they, they purposely said it that way because they don't want to help people out with issues they don't want people complaining about things and and all this other stuff so <clears throat> they wouldn't allow me to do that i said okay fine fuck it then i'm just not going to upload material here 
Um, and I didn't want to necessarily have it. I didn't think it made sense to, to, to have a Patreon and not upload the material. Um, and also, I didn't feel the need to upload material if nobody was subscribing. So, there's that. Um, but, I found another subscription service that makes a lot more sense than Patreon. Um, because they are a non-profit subscription service. Now, you're probably going to ask, well, how do they get their money? Because obviously, Patreon gets their money from taking the large percentage of the creator's earnings for the month or whatever the pay payment period is. also wanted to change the payment period um, from every month to just for users to pay for whatever content. So if I just uploaded, <clears throat> let's just say I uploaded like two, two exclusive content videos or con- uh, just material from this podcast. And they were, let's just say, like $2 each, right? Uh, to ask, have access for that. Um, that, to me, is what I want to do more so than just charging people a monthly fee and me not having anything exclusive for um, for the patrons out there uh, for, for, for that month. Because it's not every month where I watch a movie so therefore i'm not going to do a movie review every month um shows i i don't watch tv shows all year round in fact uh, the shows that i do watch um just started like a few weeks ago like four weeks ago i started doing written reviews for that now and but i i plan on taking that the show and tv reviews um the, you know the show and movie reviews to another platform and doing my reviews over there more announcements on that when that becomes a thing you know um and it's a free platform so there's no need for me to make that exclusive content for uh subscribers so <clears throat> this new platform like i said libera pay um i do have content i actually do have content uh, videos and audio content that I can upload there, that I will upload there. Um, <clears throat> the, what makes it different from Patreon? Once again, it's a nonprofit. How they make their money is people can donate to them, and that's how they make their money. They have their own like subscription tier and and you know donation tier, basically, so people can uh, uh, donate to them. They're not taking a huge ass percentage. Uh, someone that I, that told me about this uh, platform, he told me it was exactly zero percent um, that they take from their earnings and stuff. I saw somewhere where they only take about like three percent. Now I could be wrong. Maybe maybe it depends on tiers. But heck, uh, they shit leave me with 97 percent. they can take three if if uh, hey if they take zero if they take three i'd be fine if they even took five percent i'd be really fine with that because that's that's amazing to me so that was something that i couldn't pass up i will have the link in the description box below that is the new platform to where the exclusive content will go but here's the little different caveat here's the difference <clears throat> 
there will not be movie shows uh, reviews there. It would be on, uh, I believe the app is called Stereo, Stereo Audio, something like that. Um, again, more announcements on that when that becomes, when I actually start that. I literally this morning was, because uh, I knew I didn't want to make the movies and show reviews an exclusive anymore. Uh, but what will stick remain exclusive is the video content. Uh, the video content and the ad-free audio content. These will be things that are still exclusive for subscribers of this podcast and the My Two Cents podcast. The little caveat is I'm not going to upload any more content. I'm going to upload content there. I have about like probably, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, about four or five uh, different videos and audio clips uh, that I can upload. So that's a total of probably eight to ten uh, things I can upload on I, that I will upload on Liberapay today. As in today, as in when I'm recording this video, not as in today, as in when you're listening to uh, when you're when you're listening to um, this podcast because obviously it goes out on a Monday. Um, so, with that being said, that's a notification on my tablet. Uh, but, anyways, with that being said, I will not upload any more content on the exclusive platform unless I get subscribers. I'm not gonna put in all that work, and people, you should do it without the subscribers. That's a lot of work for me. I'm a really, really, really busy man. And that's another reason as to why I was booking so many interviews back to back to back to back. Um, because people were reaching out and I didn't want to say no. But also, it saved me a lot of time. You know, these podcasts can be pretty lengthy and I enjoy it when I do it solo. But it saved me a lot of time because all I got to do is look into, uh, do some research on a person, come up with questions, ask those questions. And they do the, they carry the bulk of those episodes. You know what I'm saying? And I can spend the rest of my time doing the other things. I'm a real busy man. You know, but this is stuff that I really love doing. But with that being said, I cannot spend my time doing things that it seems as though no one but myself is watching. So, if you want more exclusive content on Liberapay, their rates are, 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 are beautiful because I think there's tiers to where you can actually... Now, I've seen monthly tiers. I don't know how to make it weekly. Maybe I have to tinker around with the, the not weekly, but, you know, per post, I guess, uh, per post type thing. Maybe I have to tinker around with the site uh, just a bit. Uh, when I was looking, I saw monthly stuff, but the beautiful thing is the monthly, uh, there's like a bunch of, of monthly values you can uh, pay. And I think, and I saw one that was actually less than a dollar per month. You know, it's kind of like if you hit the support tab on wherever you're listening to this podcast, whatever pl- podcast platform you're listening to, uh, there should be a support tab, and they'll have like these different amounts of monies where you could choose from, and that's how much you're paying, and you could choose whether you want to pay for it, pay that amount for 
one month, two months, or however many months, um, forever long, basically, you want to pay that amount. I think uh, pay from what I've seen, does the exact same thing, but with just more amounts. Um, and like I said, I've seen stuff range from under a dollar a month to the highest was probably about almost 300, almost 300 and almost 300 and something a month. Uh, if you want to go crazy like that and support me like that, man, I, I really appreciate that. But even if it was like, uh, less than a hundred a month, uh, uh, less than a dollar a month, less than a hundred or less than a dollar, I'm pretty fine with that. But again, the, uh, the content that will be there will be the only content that is there until I get a subscriber. I'm not asking for a bunch. I'm just asking for one. If, if just one of y'all go over there, hit that subscribe and, you know, donate or whatever, then you're going to constantly be bombarded with content, exclusive content there. Again, being the show, uh, well, not show and movie review. Sorry, that's that's going to be free for everybody, but on a different platform. It's not going to be on a podcast, not necessarily uh a podcasting, I guess, platform where you're listening to this podcast, but it is going to be something free. Again, more announcements on that when that becomes an actual thing. But what you get over there is basically the video forms of this podcast, the My Two Cents podcast as well, and the ad-free audio versions. All of this stuff uh, at your disposal so you can download it whenever you want. Also, Another thing I will be adding as an exclusive, because, you know, my YouTube troubles and shit, I'm still on YouTube, you should still go over there and subscribe on YouTube for sure, but I am going to, for the more, I guess, controversial videos, um, I will be uploading on LaVerapay, I will be recording those videos and uploading them on LaVerapay. Um, they still going to be on YouTube, you know, of course, but I'm going to do both of them. Therefore, if it gets taken down on YouTube, I can tell people, Hey, you know, this video, if you wonder where this video is, it's over here. So, you know, instead of, because I don't get paid off, off YouTube, you know, uh, a lot when the, I took, like I stated, when those people got demonetized, when those other, uh, you know, problematic Russian assets, <laughs> you know, uh, when they got demonetized, all I did was get hit with a strike because there was no way to demonetize somebody who wasn't getting money on YouTube anyways, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's what happened then. So for those types of videos, um, and that's not for everything. But like I said, for those types of videos, uh, those will be the videos that I will have both on YouTube and on um, LaBerapay, just 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 as a safe haven. So that's another exclusive you will get for um, being a subscriber. So that's pretty much the announcement I want to make uh, once again. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm still going. I'm still handling this situation. Um, if you want all that exclusive stuff, the 
BearPay link in the description box below. Or you can continue just being a free listener here. It doesn't really matter as long as you're listening. That is not the end of this episode, but that's just the end of this announcement. Uh, We're going to get into Nira Tandon next, so stay tuned. about like i said your girl <laughs> near tandon let's talk about character as the title suggests so near tandon um was <clears throat> biden's nominee for omb omb is the office of management um and budget basically she was the lead nominee for joe biden and um there's a process before someone gets elected to this role. Um, that process comes with a lot of grilling and questioning and, uh, yeah, vetting to see if that person can if, or should be the, you know, it's, a, it's an interview process, but on a more, I guess, intense scale, basically, essentially. That's what it is. And <clears throat> Nira was up for it and she did not get it. Gladly, gladly. Um, I'm happy to hear that. Yes, I am. I am celebrating somebody losing something or not getting something that they've wanted uh, because that somebody is a horrible person. And again, if we're going to talk about character, let's talk about who Nara Tandon is for those who don't know. And you could you you do your own research and because you can look up a list of what I'm about to share with y'all. Y'all can look up all this information yourself. Now, there's going to be people that try to downplay it and say things like the first thing I'd name on this list, uh, she actually outed a sexual assault victim twice. Um, For those who are victims of sexual assault or at least are sensitive to matters, subject matters like sexual assaults uh, and sexual assault victims, you know that um, it is never okay for anybody but the victim to then <clears throat> display that information, okay? Especially if it is not publicly known. Now, if it's publicly known, um, still, I think it's, it's me personally, I still think it's a bit tacky to say, hey, that's that woman or that's that man who was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. But, you know, if they come out and they say that's that that's you know not my totality of who I am but yes I was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden then sure you know or anybody else for that matter not just Joe Biden so you know she did that twice this was during a discussion and the outlet that I am reading this off of from or this info from by the way I knew about all this before you know, brushing up on it. I, w- I just wanted to see if I was missing anything, right? I'm not. Um, or at least to my knowledge, I'm not. Um, but she basically, <clears throat> in a speech, outed this woman um, twice, back to back, said her name. Um, and the woman was not cool with it. The room was not cool with it. It it, it, from from people who was there at said moment said that it really just caused a 
uh, uh, it really brought down brought down the mood of the room, and this had nothing to do with the topic of sexual assault uh, being that the case. It was because Nira Tandon thought it would be beneficial. Now she's going along and. And I assume that she is saying that she did it to try to give this woman some type of some freedom or she was just, I was supporting her. I was just supporting her. I was showing her, I was giving her my deepest concerns and condolences. You can give support to sexual assault victims without adding to their whole room. Hey, you know who's a survivor of sexual assault? Lisa. Let me say her name one more time. Lisa. Let me point to her and say one more time so you all know who I'm talking about. Lisa. You can so show support without doing that. Now, I'm not saying Nera Tandon blatantly did it that manner, but it was more so like Lisa. Now, I'm not saying the lady's name was Lisa. We don't know the lady's name. In fact, I don't want to know the lady's name. All I know is this is one of the many things that she did as opposed to her bad character and her just being a terrible, terrible human being. Um, she has not apologized for that, by the way. <clears throat> just like the other things. And people can say she she apologized to Bernie for the things she said about Bernie. She apologized for her behavior on, um, <clears throat> on Twitter, going back and forth with a lot of progressives, a lot of the people. Um, she didn't... I never had in- interactions with Nair Tandon. Um, to be honest with y'all, prior to me even doing my research on this, on her, um, I had no idea who she was. Um, <clears throat> but apparently a lot of the people um, who are in the progressive lane have had interactions with her, you know, far too many. Let me put it that way. Have had interactions with this woman and they weren't pleasant interactions um, it's because she is your typical uh, corporate Democrat who is against anything the progressives uh, say and do, um, and just anything progressive. And she was berating people on Twitter. She was sending her 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 Twitter followers after to harass these people. Um, this is a woman who will be 51 years old this year, by the way. Uh, so she's 50 now, and to my knowledge, her birthday hasn't passed yet. I was looking up her age. I forget the month and everything. But whether she's 50, 51 now, she's still... This is a grown-ass woman we talking about. This is not someone who is AOC's age. Not to say that AOC, if she were to behave in this manner, that, that would excuse AOC... But there's a there's an age difference there, you know, and people have this this uh, immature, uh, you know, teenage girl like perception of Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, and um, in some cases they are right. Um, but AOC wouldn't. I don't see AOC doing something as heinous like this. AOC, her being a a victim of sexual assault and I'm not saying her name in the sense that I'm outing her she admitted this there's a difference between like I was saying before there's a difference between a victim 
who've already made it clear that they are a victim and someone who didn't necessarily make it clear. The woman that Nira Tandon outed did not did not tell anybody. She at least she didn't put it out there to everybody and probably only told the other women or told for some reason and in, in her terrible judgment told Nira Tandon thinking Nira was going to keep that a secret between them and Nira wasn't going to be uh, the asshole that Nira is and not say anything about it and use that as some type of intimidation factor or some humiliation factor or these are the reasons why I believe she did so to intimidate to humiliate or to make it seem as though she uh, actually cared for this woman and she has feelings because you can look at near attendance speak you can look at how she behaves <clears throat> and you see a woman who is soulless you see a woman who has no compassion as you see a sociopath you see a sociopath uh, she, this woman has zero emotions for anything other than let's destroy let's kill and for her own selfish gain all right or the selfish gain of the people that she works with and for but that's not the only thing i i spent nine minutes talking about that and that's serious but that's not the only thing and i also mentioned the tweets uh, that she she said and that's and, and the reason why i am not putting too much stock in that is because everybody else put too much stock in that in fact they're saying that's why she didn't get the job it's because of the nasty tweets the nasty tweets toward bernie the nasty tweets toward people online that's why she didn't get the job that's what they're saying i think there's and we but dems doing what dems do picking the lesser of two evils and sure negative things online are bad but it's not as bad as outing a rape, uh, a sexual assault victim and humiliating her in front of the entire room full of people who did not know that she was a victim of sexual assaults. Um, it's not as worse as saying we should continue to bomb Libya and make them pay for their destruction because they have oil and we need money yes so part of the wikileaks uh that julian assange free julian assange by the way that julian assange and wikileaks in general exposed about the emails uh not just hillary clinton was implicated in that but nira tandon was implicated in that as well and this was during a time when Obama was still in president, uh, was still in office, and he bombed Libya. Um, Nira, just like the other uh, establishment Democrats at the time and now, um, was all for it. They appreciated those moments. Um, they sat silent. She so she she being Nira showed no compassion at all, and basically had this attitude that because Libya has oil because America needs money because we're so fucking greedy and we're so fucking uh, destructive and especially of you know black people um, we should continue destroying Libya to steal their oil 
so we could then make money. And also, they should be they should be paying us for their own destruction. Because you can't just bomb, it's not cheap to bomb people. You know, your man Joe Biden knows how expensive it is to bomb other countries and other people. You know? So it's not cheap. So we also not only need money, we need to accrue money from the oil um, that we're stealing from Libya and other places. But we need money to fund the bombs that we're sending to these other places. So her little comment was to force Libya to pay for their own destruction essentially they they pay for our bombs that we send over there so they can continue losing money and losing natural resources um oil and all that other stuff right um yeah that's a piece of shit comment that's a piece of shit comment now you might be like a near tendon and you're like fuck them Africans I don't give a fuck maybe that's you're like wow she we really think alike on foreign policy that was a real business a good business idea why not put her in charge of OMB that was real smart of her to say we should continue <coughs> stealing essentially stealing money from a country and then forcing them to pay for their own destructions because we need to spend money to make these bombs in order to continue destroying this country. Yeah, um, that's trash. Um, another thing, though, because we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Your girl, 51 years old, 50, 51 years old. I give her 50. Let me make her younger than she probably is at the moment. But this, does this sound like an action? A 50-year-old or a 47-year-old or a 36-year-old should be doing. Anybody older than five, even though five-year-old shouldn't be doing this as well. But when you have a disagreement with a colleague is it okay for you to physically attack that person because of a disagreement? Now tell me at your age, listener, you don't you don't have to respond. I would appreciate it if you did. Um, respond via the voice message feature or just hit me up on uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But you you can answer this out loud to yourself. Is it okay for you to physically attack somebody let me put it my way is it okay for me i'd be 30 in august would it be okay for me to physically attack somebody for disagreeing with me i i'm pretty sure for the listeners out there there's probably a number of y'all who disagree with me on some things would it be okay for me to then physically attack you because of that no it wouldn't i'm telling you that right now and it wouldn't if you said no, then you're correct. If you said yeah, then I'm beat your ass. No, no, it's still not right. Even if you're like yes, if you if I agree with you on this, you should spank me, daddy. Like fuck out of here. No, <laughs> but nah. Like, in all seriousness, that's what she did. That's what she did. She is known to be this very vicious, um, 
sociopathic, downright terrible person. And people called her a progressive because she is a woman, and not only a woman, an Indian woman. I'm not going to say a woman of color or a person of color. I am no longer using those those uh, those rainbow head uh, terms. And I'm going to put it that way because... Y'all don't even... The, the same terms y'all be using to describe, folks. <clears throat> it's it, y'all, y'all use it to give certain people like Neera Tandon, like a Hillary Clinton, like a, a, a um, Kamala Harris. Um, y'all be giving them a, a pass. But then other people who disagree with you, who fit into the same categories... Now all of a sudden, respect POC, respect women of color, respect women. All of that is thrown out the window. So y'all don't even believe in that crap. So I'm not going to placate to your vocabulary. But as I'm going to continue, she's not she's not progressive at all. She's not, you know, simply being an Indian woman does not mean that she's progressive. She, much like a lot of Asian people or, East, uh, or or South Asian people or just, just non-black people in general and black people they tend to take on the ways of the evil white folks that is around them because <clears throat> it's easier to go along and get along than to be different and to be constantly um, hated for your differences, even though your differences are actually good because you're not a piece of shit like everybody else. Nurantandon, unfortunately, and I'm not saying she did this. She's she is who she is because she wanted to act like the evil white people she was around. She idolizes the hell out of Hillary, and anybody who idolizes the hell out of Hillary, you already know what they about. But you know. She might have been this person, this type of person way before all that. But the point is, this woman is not above uh, being, <clears throat> she's not above uh, of anything simply because she is a woman and she's an Indian woman. I know they try to put it out there like, oh, Republicans, they just don't want a woman in charge. They have a problem with women of color in charge and I said at that time because that was the language that was being used that I was hearing not because I was paraphrasing I wasn't paraphrasing when I made that comment um but that's what's being said and that's not the case and again I've been saying this this is the dangers of this uh, of 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 liberalism you're going to let people, certain people slide. And then when people say, no, that is not right. It's no, you're homophobic. No, you're, you're, you're misogynistic. Oh, you're racist. You're all of these things. And it's like, no, I just don't like it when anybody do these actions. It's got nothing to do with the sex, the sexual orientation, the gender identification, or the skin color or nationality of that individual. If you trash, you trash. Nira Tandon is trash. 
right? And then we get on to the tweets that everybody's talking about. Like I said, the lesser of two evils. That's what the Dems like. So that's why I think a lot of people seem to be have uh, seem to be focusing on the tweets because, as I stated before, the tweets. She says some pretty nasty tweets. She deleted. She's got so much nasty tweets that she couldn't even delete them all. She could have easily just, I don't know, deleted her entire account, but she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to do that and start from scratch because that means that she would have to accumulate all the followers that she got. Her lynch mob, essentially, her internet lynch mob, because like I stated before, she would send her e-lynchers after progressives, people in general who disagreed with her, um, and oftentimes those people weren't necessarily addressing Nera Tandon. Nera Tanding was spending all her days on Twitter. People talk, to, talk about uh, Donald Trump being the commander-in-chief. Look at Miss Wannabe OMB over here. If she was OMB, she would still be spending her days on Twitter going after progressives. Even though she's saying, oh, my actions, I am aware of my actions and I am aware that they weren't the best decisions <laughs> you know all of that even at the end she said all that <laughs> but no seriously <laughs> she still would have been doing the same old shit it was just really really good and to my surprise because I really thought she was going to get sworn in I was wrong I will admit I was wrong I thought they were going to do all this macho. Um, yeah, yeah, Nera. We're, wag- we're wagging our finger at you because you say a lot of mean things. Even though it's more, much more than that. But they were saying you said a lot of mean things and you conduct your, yourself in a way that isn't mature. You, when you disagree with people, you physically attack them. Um, she did this to a man, by the way. She didn't physically attack another woman. Now, had that man tried defended himself, you already know the Democrats would have gone wild. The liberals would have gone wild. Fuck equality at that moment. They would have gone wild if that man were to swing back at her. Or I believe she, she uh, hit him in the chest. She repeatedly punched him in the chest and then started shoving him and scratching at him and stuff but if he were to shove her off or even body slammed her ass on a table or something did anything to get her up off of him oh oh man that man had restraint whoever that man was he clearly knew that if I retaliate physically it's over for me so I got to wait until and people had to grab her and get her up off of him all over a disagreement and this wasn't some type of this wasn't like a disagreement of you know I don't this from what I understood it from what I remember um, and I don't even remember much but from what I read into it it was your average political disagreement you know now I call people stupid I call people names I say you know all this stuff um, I, 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 I make jokes and promises about, you know, hurting people if they're going to conduct themselves in certain ways. But 
my thing is you could disagree with me and anybody who's had a disagree with, with me on anything not just on politics y'all they can attest to this they'll tell you he's not going to attack me he's not even going to yell at me he's not going to simply because of a disagreement heck if you listen to last week's episode um you know she uh, shout out to Marsha Ledford once again Reverend Dr. Marsha Ledford I disagree with her on um her her uh political choices you know she she's glad Biden and and Mala Mala's in the house she think they're actually going to do something they actually care I think they're complete opposite did I go off on a woman? Did I? Um, did, I, I wasn't there in the room physically with her. It was a Zoom call, but I wouldn't have done that in the first place. I wouldn't have physically attacked her. I wouldn't have gone off on her. None of that. That's what she believes. And my stance is anybody who wants to believe that, just sit back and watch. What I'm seeing is the same thing you can see. And then we could come back and we can talk about it. You know, she did express to me after um, that she is willing to come back on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> maybe that's something that her and I can discuss in the future episode. You know, we will do so cordially, or at least I can promise I can do. I will do so cordially, and I'm confident that she would do so cordially as well. You know, um, or hopeful that she would do so cordial as well. But back to so as I said people I I not only want to detail all of the crazy things that she did um, or just the nasty individual that she is but I wanted to get on the people who said character matters you know the Van Joneses out there who who cried um, when the news of Joe Biden being the next president was announcing. <laughs> I can show my that character matters. Yeah, character does matter. But it matters across the board. It matters when everybody is being a piece of shit. Not just when a president who reminds you every fucking day of either your privileges or challenges the status quo or reminds you about the horrible system that you profit from is a piece of shit. It matters when the current president is a piece of shit. It matters when the current presidential uh, party has members who are pieces of shits and have bad character. So, my thing is, where where are all y'all at on this? You see a lot of them now acting as if though, and I'm going to get on to Cuomo after this, uh, but see a lot of them now acting as if though, hey, we don't, we're not going to stand for this. We don't care if Cuomo is a Democrat. I beg to differ. You voted for a man who has the same accusations pinned against him as Cuomo does right now. And you were very vocal about the previous president who had the same accusations and even rape accusations um, pinned against him 
as Chris Cuomo right now. You don't stand for Donald Trump. You don't stand for Chris Cuomo. But you stand for 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 uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, don't don't say you don't stand for this, that, and the third, but you letting certain people slide. It's either you gonna. It's either you're gonna you're 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 gonna be a four, one, and you might as well be for all of them, or you're going to be against one, and you might as well be against all of them, because it makes sense. Like I said, I'll get into all that, but to the character matter, folks, where y'all at? Where y'all at? Y'all was character matters near a tandem was a horrible person or is a horrible person and I'm glad that it looked like karma got her ass yeah I love it when I see bad people not get what they want Nira Tandon wanted this wanted it so much as so she put even before this is this this tells you the type of woman that she is the type of person that she is just a real arrogant bitch. She already had it in her Twitter bio. She was so, so confident that she was going to be the next um, head of OMB. That she had it in her Twitter bio long before she even was getting grilled. And she even still had it in her bio up until she got denied. Now I don't know what her bio looking like right now, but she it, when I when I last I saw when I was doing research on the bitch just to see if she was still on Twitter on some shit. Um she she had it in her bio. And I said, "Wow, you 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 really that confident, huh?" And but but this was once again when I was under the under the impression that she was going to win. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Keep it there. You're a real cocky asshole on top of everything else, but keep it there because you it's going to reign true anyways. If if she's telling the truth about something, it's that because it's going to come true anyways. But boy, was I wrong and boy, was I happy to be wrong. Like I said, people, I ain't got a problem with being wrong. There are plenty of times where I want to be wrong. It was one, That was one of those times I wanted to be wrong. I was happy I was wrong. There's a number of times where it's like I I told y'all about JB. He ain't doing shit. He 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 he's gonna continue lying to y'all. It don't matter. First a hundred days, first whatever. He's gonna continue lying to y'all. But I want to be wrong. I said this on the podcast. It's just unfortunate that I was been proven not to be wrong. So yeah, there's that. But. To all of those who are saying character manners, character manners, character manners, it does. But if you're not going to hold everybody to the same standard of upholding themselves to a moral character, to having a moral character, especially at the big ass age of 51 years old, you half 100 years old, lady, you lived half a century let's get this straight (laughs) yeah I'm being really disrespectful right now (coughs) 
<clears throat> As a word, Umar Johnson said, do not give me that FBI water. You lived half a century years old and you act in the way that you act. You beating up on people knowing you can get away with it because the moment that they retaliate, a man retaliates, it, he's going to be the one wrong in that situation. Not you. Although you were the aggressor. <laughs> Although this was just a, a, a cordial conversation. This is a this is a tactic that people, immature people do, and they can't even prove their point. So I, I am, I am, I assume that she wasn't even able to prove why her prove her argument. So she, she went to attacking this dude. And the same goes on Twitter when she had the spats with people. She went to character assassination, not just of Bernie Sanders, but the people who um, defended him or just progressives in general. And then she sicked her little internet lynch mob on him. These are actions people who can't stand on their own. People who are immature do. People with no moral, ethical character bone in their body. But hurrah, she's a progressive because she's an Indian woman fuck out of here so yeah you know i know this is kind of later um as far as this topic um here um but so what i i had it in my notes for the longest and it wasn't like i was waiting to for all of that to blow over to talk about it i i had these notes in my in my notes um i've written these notes down when when that situation happened, when Windows hearings was going on with near attending, it just so happened once again I was getting all these people uh, requesting to come on the podcast, so I wasn't gonna turn those people down, and I was like, you know what, let me just do that because it <clears throat> get them out the way. But yeah, if character really matters, people, I'm gonna need y'all to hold that for everybody. Not just people of the different political party, not just people of a different gender, not just people of a different nationality. Everybody. So if if the president's character mattered, previous president's character ma- character mattered, and he was a low character guy, and at least we got a nice guy in the office. That's what you think, but okay. If you think that, then why not say to Nira, hey, you should be a nicer person. We are Democrats. We are nice people. We're not like the other people. Especially if you truly believe that Democrats are just better than Republicans, you know, in all facets of life, you know, then why not tell the other Dems that they should, um, you know, act better and portray themselves better? Because we're not those um, redneck Republicans, you know? I don't know. You know, that's what I think. That's If I were to think like y'all, that that's what I would say to Neer Tandon and anybody else who is a Democrat who's trash. But thankfully, I don't because I hold everybody to the same standards. Um, 
I don't think the Dems are better than the Republicans. I don't pick the lesser of two evils. I don't pick the lesser evil of anything. Evil is evil. Get it the fuck out of here. Nearest tweets weren't the worst thing about her to me. It's the simple fact that she has no regards for human life. It's the simple fact that she's willing to lie. Um, she is a liar. The simple fact that she is very immature. She lives half a century. She lived for she's she's alive or she's living for half a century, and she gives me just the elementary schoolgirl who the elementary mean girl vibes like she's beating up on people she is yelling at people she is she claims to be all for women or all about women empowerment but she's really maniacal and catty and disrespectful toward other women to the point to where you know they are uh, doing anything to humiliate the other woman and that's evident from again she outed this woman who I'm pretty sure did not want the entire room to know that she was a victim of sexual assault. If she wanted that to be out there, she would have put it out there. And it is up to her and any other victim to do that. But that's how I'm going to end this topic here. If I, I, I can go on and on and on about how trash she is, she being near attending is. But, you know, I don't want to. I got other topics and I got other things to do today. So, uh, yeah, um, we're going to get into a little pause break and then we'll get into the last topic. Chris Cuomo, step up. Stay tuned. I stated we're talking about governor or maybe former governor Chris Cuomo uh, this will not be the last topic I said it was but I have one more topic after this so yeah three topic man I guess you know or four but anyways um, Chris Cuomo pretty sure y'all know um, when I Again, when I wrote this down in my notes, I wrote it down the same day, around the same time, where Nia Tandon was getting her, 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 uh, her verbal lashings for the things that she's said on Twitter. She's much more than that, uh, much worse than that. Let me put it that way. But pretty much that's what the focal point was: bad tweets. Um, anyways, I wrote this stuff down. And at the time, it was just, I think, one or two women who came out. There is a total of seven, if I'm not mistaken, eight. I'm going to say seven because that's the number I've seen uh, or heard at least this week alone (laughs) be put out there. Um, But a jump from one woman coming out, two women coming out, seven women coming out, now a possible eighth woman, if I'm not mistaken, has now come out. That's a, that's a lot of women <laughs> to come out and say, hey, this guy did this to me. Character matters, people. Character matters once again, because this is the same 
Governor Cuomo, who during the pandemic, when Donald Trump was messing things up as he did, Chris Cuomo was out there in New York City putting out his own little press briefings and, and how he's handling the the coronavirus and people were praising him and saying this is what a presidential do he's very presidential and he was basically trying to make his mark for the next presidential candidate after Joseph R. Biden his middle name is is Joe is J.R.B. right I don't know but I'm putting the R there for ridiculous if that's not his middle name so that's what it was but it later found out which I I will not take credit for this but I did question how is he taking care of New York so much yet New York seemed to be hit with the virus one of the worst places in America to be hit yet he is making it seem as though everything is fine and dandy and everybody's going along with it when he was skewing with the numbers. He was intentionally sending old people to these nursing homes without getting tested with older people, with nurses, with people there who ended up getting the virus in the first place. And then the number of grandmas, grandpas, and and just older people in general um, dying within these nursing homes he was skewing the numbers. He wasn't counting the, uh, these numbers. Found out later that actually a lot more people died. At least 50% more people died under Cuomo's watch, under Cuomo's guidance, under Cuomo's knowledge than what he and his team was putting out. And One of his uh, aides came out and admitted to the falsifying of information and said that um, he and other aides were under pressure to falsify this information from, guess what, Big Daddy Chris himself. Um, He was pressuring them to falsify this evidence and he said that Chris Cuomo lied because he was under pressure or he felt that he didn't want to get the pressure from Donald Trump. He didn't want to get Donald Trump's mean tweets and he didn't want to be investigated by Donald Trump's DOJ. Well, now it's all blown up in his face, but that's not the only thing. Just like Nair Tandon got multiple things that make her a terrible person. So does Big Daddy Chris over here. So, Big Daddy Chris, Chris Cuomo, seems to be a very hands-on type of guy. And I don't mean like he is very hands-on in the sense of doing his job as a governor, but hands-on in the sense that he really likes to touch women inappropriately and without their permission or say-so. There's women after woman after woman saying, Chris Cuomo touched my lower back. And when I removed his hand, he called me aggressive. Chris Cuomo tried to kiss me. There's the photo of this thumbnail of this ep- of this on this episode to where Chris Cuomo is, you know, caressing 
in quotation marks, a woman's face. Maybe he's trying to kiss her. Maybe he just, again, he's touching this woman who is, you can see from her face, visibly not wanting said touch from Chris Cuomo. There's a woman who said Chris Cuomo reached under, and I believe this is woman woman number seven or eight, who said Chris Cuomo put his hand under her blouse and started touching her. Um, this is she 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 said she 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 didn't even report it. She told a supervisor of hers. And a supervisor ended up telling the police because obviously this is sexual assault. And then the police obviously released said information to the media because, well, that's what the police did. So other than kill black people and, and uh, you know, get away with this shit and arrest people for sticking up for those black folks. I'll get into that in the last topic. But um, that's what happened, you know? Um, and... As I was stating in the previous topic, now you see Democrats, liberals, coming out against Chris Cuomo. It's because 2021 so far hasn't really been looking good for them. They've been taking hit after hit after hit because their hypocrisy is being exposed every month so far every week if we're really talking but every month so far this year we're only three months in and the idea of we're going to push Biden to the left they got exposed of lying about that they they wasn't going to do that character matters near attendance character doesn't matter though now this is one of those situations where it's like, oh shit, we do have to uh, show that we at least have some moral, that we are who we say we are. Let's go after Cuomo. And again, Democrats love to choose the lesser of two evils. In their eyes, the lesser of two evils of what Chris Cuomo did, and I'm not, I'm not even gonna weigh the evils. I think they're both horrible. Horrible. I think him sexually assaulting, groping, pretty much molesting women is horrible, but I also think him lying, writing a fucking book, and this is what kills me, is because I've seen people who say they want to now buy Chris Cuomo's book, he wrote the book on how to be an effective leader during the coronavirus, during the pandemic last year, he put, he published a book last year, talking about pretty much claiming to have this guideline of how this is how you are supposed to handle the coronavirus. This is how an effective leader does that. Put out a book last year, all while lying and acting as if though he was this coronavirus mastermind. And then I've seen people, yeah, I feel a way. I feel a way because those same people could be, if y'all are going to, Give this man your money. He lied. You're going to give this man your money still. But don't want to buy my book. 
the fuck I gotta do to get y'all sale I'm not willing to molest some women touch women inappropriately without their say so and it's not inappropriate if they did say so because well it's their approval so it's appropriate but I'm not willing to do all that just so y'all can be like oh man I'm gonna read Ernest's book and see if he was always a creep like this that shouldn't be the case if, if, if that should not be the reason why you pick up my book but you know what fuck it you want to pick up Chris Cuomo's book you want to pick up Donald Trump's book I, and I mentioned him because I know someone who read his book and this is someone who claims to not be a big Donald Trump fan now this person is so anti Chris Cuomo but you are supporting them and this is to anybody why continue to support these dudes monetarily these people monetarily instead of the people in your life that you you I assume believe are good people yeah I feel a way but above all of that because my book my my book sales compared to his book sales are the minuscule compared to the shit that he's accused of I'm just saying I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that there's people out here talking about how much they don't agree with him, but they still buying his book. Meanwhile, these are people I know, by the way. So, so meanwhile, they know I have a book out and they have not purchased the book. Yeah. Anyways, if you're listening and you don't want to support a creep um, and you want to get some reading, Late Nights on Broadway. I know it probably sounds like a creeps book, but nah, it's not. Um, it's, it's a story about a mo- uh, mob families feuding and stuff. Um, check that out. Description box below. Um, yeah, hit up any of the links down there. Uh, but check out that book down there. And support a non-rapist, non-lying creep. Thank you. Anyways, back to Chris Cuomo. <clears throat> Again, people character matters and if character really matters I'm not saying I don't see people not holding him accountable I did see one woman try to say oh you know I don't agree what he did but you know it's now fair that Donald Trump got away with again this party allegiance that y'all have this is not one of those situations where what about isms is going to get get you past. No. Don yes, I agree. Donald Trump should have been punished for his shit, but guess what? He was the president. He's not some fucking governor. Governor that it can be easily replaced by some other schmuck. And I'm not saying presidents don't get easily replaced. You know? Um let's not let's not get it let's let's make this clear Chris Cuomo is not being uh you know the the Democrats didn't turn their back on Chris Cuomo because of these allegations they want you to believe that that's not the case because if that was the case well your man in the White House right now would not be the president he would not even he would not have even been the presidential candidate they would have said, no, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you rape women. Or you molest women. Tara Reid? Yeah. We know about her. Get out of here. 
But no, that's not the case. They did so because lesser of two evils. There's no defending Chris Cuomo at this point. Not what he did to those women. Not the things that he lied about uh, during his uh, during 2020. So they had to choose the lesser evil to pick on him for. Not necessarily to defend him on, but the lesser evil to pick on him for. The lesser evil to them, once again, is the molesting of these women. The inappropriately touching of these women. That was the lesser. They couldn't say in another reason. I suspect as to why they didn't choose the other option. They're not holding him accountable for the other thing that he did, which was lie. It's because Democrats want to get off this impression that they can do no wrong when it comes to politics. That every decision that they made is all right. And they obviously don't want people to know how fucking, um, like how they fuck up as well. They don't want their voters and people in general to know that. They want to point out the Republicans' mess-ups. They want to point out Donald Trump's mess-up. But they don't want to point out what Democrats do when they mess up. That Democrats lie because they expose that. Then, well, what's not? What's stopping somebody from questioning? What's stopping, let's say, let's say a Sarah Silverman, who I saw a video clip of her yesterday. She looks like she is... Waking up to the bullshit two-party system. But it's looking like... What's stopping her from questioning? Well, if Chris Cuomo could lie about this coronavirus thing... And lie about not being appropriately touching women. Because that's exactly what he did at first. He went from, I didn't do anything to... I was playfully joking around with him. I didn't mean it in a harsh way to... Oh, I didn't think I was doing something wrong. I would never touch anybody inappropriately. And then back to, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But anyways, what is stopping a Sarah Silverman or anybody for that matter who traditionally had their faith in Republicans and, and, and from, I mean, not Republicans, Democrats. What's stopping them from saying, damn, Republicans are trash, but this party I used to vote for is trash too. Hell, that was when I realized I was all for, you know, I was big, you know, for, for, uh, for Dems at one point. And I realized they were trash. And no, I didn't switch to the other side. I said, both these parties suck. You know, in the man of, um, in the words of my man Tim Black, both both parties suck Johnson. You know? So, that's what it is. They, they, they didn't want, the, I feel as though a large part of why they're not focusing on that is because obviously they want to paint the picture of coronavirus is Donald Trump's fault. Um, heck, he, he, if they can get away with saying Donald Trump invented the virus, they probably would have tried to 
get that news out there. They just couldn't do it. But they are trying to blame him for the destruction of the country. Although this country country was crumbling prior to the virus, prior to the pandemic, prior to it being shut down for half a year, the majority of the year or whatever. Um, last year, let me put it that way. Um, they still want to paint it as this is all Donald Trump's fault. This is all Republicans' fault and Democrats do no wrong. So, like I stated before, they picked the lesser, in their mind, the lesser of two evils between Chris Cuomo's groping and Chris Cuomo's um, incompetence or poor decision-making. And they said, let's attack the lesser evil because this other thing that is very bad, that makes us, the party looks more so bad rather than Chris Cuomo, the individual. Sure, it makes him look bad, but uh, a politician, any politician of any party, sexually assaulting somebody makes them look more so bad rather than a party. Now, the party does look bad when they defend said politician when they ignore the news that this person or ignore the allegations or purposely try to shut out the people uh, saying these allegations. Yeah, the party looks bad, but it's not like everybody who was in the party is guilty. Well, that's a toss up. But for now, let me just say, it's not like everybody in the party is guilty of the same thing this one politician is, is guilty of. You know, allegedly guilty of, let's put it that way. But someone lying like that, sure, it does look bad on Chris Cuomo, but it looks awfully, probably a lot worse for the party as well. Because again, like I said before, you're going to have people to look at the political affiliation of that politician and say, if they can lie to me like this, if they can lie to their own people, what makes me not think that other people within the same political ideology, the same party, why, why, why wouldn't they lie? Or what have they lied about? And then people start to look into stuff and then they find out stuff because there are stuff. There is stuff they're going to find. And then minds are blown. Votes are not had. People switch parties or people remove themselves from the party. People remove themselves from the political um, um, sphere in general. Or people find other more independent, more uh, moralistic parties that align with their thoughts. Parties that they feel as though they can trust. Like the People's Party. Or the Green Party. You know, stuff like that. Um, so. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, you know, I'm. I'm glad that Cuomo is, is seeing that he can't get away with this bullshit. He's going to continue to try. 
I, even prior to all this, I thought Cuomo was a piece of shit. I didn't never liked him. He's not my governor per se, but I knew about him and his bitch ass brother. Um, I never liked the Cuomos in general, at least those two. I don't know what the rest of the family is like, but you know, you got two shitty ass brothers or two people in the fam. I'm inclined to believe that the rest of the fam is they're not famous like the rest, like the brothers. But, you know, you raise these boys to be the shitty individuals that they are. Um, so I'm inclined to assume the rest of the family is like that. So with that being said, I told y'all about the Cuomos. I never really liked them. Um, but none of this surprises me. None of this, and this is, and I'm not saying I believe these women simply because of hashtag believe all women or simply because I dislike Chris Cuomo. If, if these women came out and they said that none of their stories sounded right to me, I'd say that some, there's something fishy fishy about this, but that's not the case. I've, I've heard all of the stories from all seven women. Um, and they all have very, very eerily similar stories, similar stories. Chris likes very young women, women that very young, very white, very skinny, or very young and white women. Um, he likes to talk about touching them, having sex with them. He likes to ask them about their sexual life, um, he has this obsession with holding, uh, putting his hand on lower backs, you know, um, that area that is almost, you know, you, you know, it's in between the, you know, your, your back in general, your spine, pretty much where your tailbone is. Um, he, he, he likes touching those areas. Um, again, uh, with the kissing, he likes to kiss women, uh, were asked to kiss them. Um, you see him touching a woman's face and she's clearly like just perturbed by it. Uh, and perturbed is probably the least of what, how she was feeling at that moment. Um, but you know, she doesn't look happy. She, she doesn't look happy at all at that moment. Um, she doesn't look comfortable. Let me put it that way. She doesn't look comfortable at all. She's, she, she looks very horrified, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's the stories other people stated as well. People who are onlookers um, of Chris Cuomo's um, activity. And said, yeah, that man, I, I heard that man say some creep shit or I saw him say some creep shit. So it's like, why would all these people need a lie on Chris Cuomo? It was already bad enough his handling of the coronavirus and then him lying about the coronavirus and then him creating a book talking about this is how you handle the coronavirus and be an effective leader. All of that shit was already bad enough for him. Why would they want to tack on some allegations, some false allegations against him? It just so happened that the Democrats was like, we cannot, we don't know how to come to your aid, Chris, on this. So... We're probably going to release this information to distract from that other information. And hopefully that picks up more traction. And it did, as it tends to do whenever a 
politician is accused of sexual assault. So, yeah, like I stated before, they chose the lesser of two evils amongst the evils to then allow the media to um, talk about and also for them to hang their hat on and say, we don't stand for this. We want him out. You're probably new about that information prior to him being exposed of being a terrible governor. Or at least exposed to the mainstream. Because like I said, I got a lot of people in New York. They were telling me things about um, Cuomo. And from what things that I saw and read myself about Cuomo, I was saying he was trash as someone who is a neighboring in the neighboring state of New York, but not a New Yorker himself. So, yeah, character matters, people. And I I do see people holding him accountable for it, but y'all are the same people who are only probably only doing it because you see the mainstream media doing it. And the mainstream media was not holding Nera Tanda accountable, so therefore you didn't hold her accountable. Character should not be based upon. You should not be told what, you know, yeah, we, there are definite examples of what good character looks like. But at the end of the day, you decide whether somebody's character is, 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 is good enough or not. The media not detailing Nair Tandon's trash-ass mentality and everything else um, doesn't mean that she was a good person. They probably also didn't want to talk about her because she's of the protected class. But I already talked about her. Um, So we're going to get on to the last topic, for real, for real, after this situation and um, y'all let me know what y'all think though do you think that Cuomo's gonna resign do you think he's gonna get impeached what do you think do you think he's gonna try to ride it out what do you think I don't think he's I think eventually he will resign Um, he will resign he'll try to lay low and he'll he'll talk about how he'll when he's laying low, he's going to be on some, um, I'm going to, you know, learn how not to do these things and how to get away with this crap. Not to get away with the crap, but like how not to do these things. He's going to go to therapy. He's going to go to classes, this, that, and the third. He should be locked the fuck up though. Him and Joe Biden, which again, someone, some of y'all not holding him accountable either character matters uh-huh uh-huh anyways we'll get into the last topic for real so uh stay tuned for real all right so we hear the last topic here I'm going to talk about, um, we're going to revisit the Elijah McClain situation, um, but talk about 
the activists who are facing decades, decades in prison for simply bringing awareness to the Elijah McClain situation, opening and reopening the investigation. Um, as a lot of us found out last year, we found out about it last year, the Elijah McClain situation last year in 2020. I myself being one of those individuals who found out last year and I reported on it and, and you know, said my, my piece about it. Um, I said that, I, you know, once more news, I was going to keep an eye on it. And once more news, more news that I felt was, was you know, reportable occurred uh, or happened with it, um, I would do so. And I'm doing so here with this unfortunate news about the activists in this situation that, um, once again, are facing uh, decades in prison for not doing anything. They didn't go and kill the cops who killed Elijah McClain. They didn't go around killing cops. They didn't go around causing any other destruction other than the destruction of egos and status quo. Um, and the fight against racism and the hope to, of destruction of racism. Um, they are being punished for that. And because of that, um, these activists are facing years. I forget this one young lady's name. She did an interview with Lee Camp. Um, I tried to find that interview, but for some reason I saw it. Um, this is an interview he did actually a couple of weeks ago. Um, I saw it then, and I tried to look on his page now. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough, but I tried looking on his YouTube page, and that video is no longer there. I don't know if YouTube took it down. That could be possible. That is a very, very high probability that they did so. Um, I don't know if he took it down. I don't know why he would want to do that. It was a great interview. It was very informative. Um and uh, she, this woman, she got to, none of them are in prison now, but she is facing 48 years in prison for doing what crime exactly? Bringing awareness to this case. 48 years. Now you can go on and say, well, that's not the America. In fact, one, this is, I, I'm going to read this entire article for y'all from head to toe. All right, and I'm gonna leave it in the description box below. I know I say that all the time. This time I make I made it a note of mine. I put it in my notes when I am editing this podcast, so I know for sure. And this is a very this is one of those times where I'm gonna make sure for sure, for real, because this is this is important. This is from LiberationNews.org. Let me read from the title all the way down. Activists who are forced who forced Elijah McClain investigation facing retaliation decades in prison. This statement was issued by the newly formed National Committee of Justice in Denver. To support their work, you can sign the petition demanding the charges be dropped or make urgently needed donations. Um now, granted, this article was written back in February, February the twenty-six. Uh, the 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 petition link 
is sign a petition. Let me click on it. Let's see if it's still open. That's weird. I clicked on a petition and all it did was bring me back to the Google page where I found this article. Anyways, I will have this linked in the description box below. This article linked in the description box below. You can see where they have the sign the petition aspect as well, but I'm going to continue reading. Or you, you can make a donation there as well. If anything, if you have to choose between making a donation to me and making a donation to them, please donate to them, not me. I'm going to continue reading. An explosive new report finds Aurora, Aurora Colorado cops who tortured and killed Elijah McClain had no cause to detain or choke him. Corrupt investigation helped killer cops walk free. No surprise there. That last quote was me. I'm going to continue reading. Meanwhile, the organizations, the organizers of the peaceful mass protests that forced the investigation faced severe retaliation and decades in prison. People all over the country are learning about the explosive new report just out in Aurora, Colorado, that concluded that the Aurora police police's entire encounter with Elijah McClain ended in ending his death was unjustified. What is not being talked about in most media coverage is that the organizers who led the massive peaceful protest that forced this report to be commissioned are still facing as many as 48 years in prison. I wasn't lying to y'all. I wasn't lying to y'all. Told y'all. Let me continue. The city of Aurora commissioned the independent investigation on July 20th, 2020, under the pressure of massive peaceful protests demanding accountability for the murder of Elijah McClain. Peaceful protest, peaceful protest of unprecedented scale swept Aurora on June 27th, July 3rd, and July 12th. Another protest had been announced for July 25th. These protests result in a com- resulted in the commissioning of this and multiple other investigations into the death of Elijah McClain. The activists who organized these protests are now facing severe retaliations, dozens of serious criminal charges for leading historic peaceful protests that brought international attention onto Elijah McClain's case. On September 17th, without warning, leaders of the peaceful protest movement in Aurora were suddenly and dramatically arrested at their homes while driving, while jogging in a park, while jogging in the park. Police arrived at one organizer's house with SWAT team and tank and a tank dragging him out in front of his neighbors. Let me pause on that real quick because, uh... Lillian, I believe Lillian House, yes, she is the woman who did the interview that I watched. She she was arrested while driving. 
the other woman was arrested while jogging. But the guy, the man, the one who got sent, uh, who had the SWAT team sent to his house and tanks sent to his house was a black man by the name of Eliza Lucero. All right. Well, not Eliza Lucero. He's Joel North, uh, Northam. My bad. Joel Northam. I believe that's his name. But I'm going to continue. So Joel was the guy I was just describing, not Eliza. These peaceful protest leaders were then taken into jail. Three of them, Lillian House, which I said, did the interview. Joel Northam, the guy who got the SWAT team sent on him. The black guy who got the SWAT team sent on him. And Eliza Lucero were held for eight days in uh, degrading conditions in COVID-written jails before they were finally allowed to bond hearing. They are now battling dozens of false charges, including the ludicrous charge of attempted kidnapping for holding a protest outside of an Aurora police station. These charges and re and related to these charges all related to peaceful protests calling attention to the police murder of Elijah McClain could put them behind bars for as many as 48 years once again. Now, before I continue, Lillian uh, House described this during her interview. So the police who have guns, right? They have weapons. They have all this other stuff that they can use to, quote, protect themselves if they feel threatened. Because the protesters were outside of this police station, peacefully protesting, the police claimed that they were being held against their will inside of the station. Therefore, they have every right to charge her and the rest of the protesters with kidnapping because they feel as though that the protesters were trying to hold them against their will inside of a police station. Meanwhile, Police stations are armed to the teeth with guns, military-grade guns. We're not just talking pistols. We're not just talking pistols and nightsticks. But they have all that. They have the mace. They have stun guns. They have all this other stuff. Now, I'm not sure about this police station, but I'm, I'm assuming it's like others in America, and it's armed. But even if the all every cop in that in, in that precinct just had pistols, you're 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 facing a crowd, and in no way am I saying they should have just busted open their doors and shot everybody and left the station and went home and and and, and went to sleep. No. But I'm saying how can you feel threatened and feel like you're being held against your will somewhere when you have the edge? To commit violence against this group of people who's doing nothing but holding up signs and trying to convince you to hold the police officers that police that that these officers work for accountable for the murder that they committed. This is America. But let me continue. 
The same corruption and, co and collusion among the police and prosecutors detailed in the new report is at play in the political prosecution. The charges the organizers face were filed by two Aurora District Attorneys, Dave Young, the district attorney who will who declined to file charges against the police officers who killed Elijah McLean, and George Brochler, I believe that's how you say his last name, who declined to file charges against a man who attempted to drive his Jeep into a crowd of peaceful protesters. Yeah, she talked about that as well. Um, there was a guy who tried to basically kill the protesters. Um, you know how people do when protesters are in the street and then you got morons saying, well, they shouldn't have been in the street if you didn't want to get run over. You shouldn't have been in the street. Well, some guy tried to run over protesters and the police took him in and I, I, I don't even think she said it was an hour later, but they took him in. They took him in the back of their car and they basically took him to where he wanted to go. They didn't arrest him, nor did they press charges on him. Meanwhile, this was a man who once again tried to murder protesters. I don't give a damn if he had somewhere to go. I don't care if he... Well, well he's not racist. He, he doesn't hate Elijah McClain. He doesn't hate black people. I don't care. I don't care how annoying it is for protesters to be in the street when you have somewhere to be. They weren't all over the fucking city. You could have found a different route. Okay? And it's not justifiable. Even if they were in all these routes where you typically take... It's not justifiable to just mow them down like you're a bowling ball and they're bowling pins. Nah, inexcusable. Fuck out of here. Shut up. Anyways, let's continue. Where was I? Yep, over here. Two of the three cops who killed Elijah McClain and both paramedics involved in the administration of the drug uh, ketamine are still employed by the city of Aurora and none have faced charges. I, I, I'm kind of curious as to why they fired one, one of the cops or at least let's just say uh, if that cop didn't quit, I don't know. Maybe I'll learn something if I continue reading now. Aurora Police Chief Vanessa Wilson in a press conference following the release of the report would not even commit to discipline the two remaining killer cops on APD's force. The sole officer who did lose his job, okay, he did, he was fired, was fired in July after it was leaked that he had participated in a photo scandal involving three other AP, APD officers who had taken selfies at the site where Elijah McClain was brutalized, mocking the carotid chokehold 
corroded keratin. It's rude. The, the chokehold, I don't give a damn what the word before it was, it's still a chokehold. The chokehold used on him. Rosenblatt was on record texting, ha ha, in response to the photos. So, the episode I did um, with those three, I forget. Ah. I remember the thumbnail clearly that I used um, for that that episode. I just the name's not coming to me, but it is still on the podcast, so you can do some scrolling if you haven't listened to it, or if you want to listen to it again. Um, but one of those cops, one of the it was a cop, it was two men and one female police officer. One of those men in that photo, I don't know which one, but one of those men was fired because of that photo. But not the other two cops. Yeah. Meanwhile, the targeted peaceful protest leaders head to an head to an arraignment hearing in Arapaho County on March 1, March 1st, and a preliminary hearing in Adams County on March 9th. Their charges span two overall counties where they led peaceful protests for McLean. This political prosecution is perhaps the most extreme to come out of the summer of protests against racist police violence yet is getting nuts to no media attention. Nonetheless, the case has raised alarms for major constitutional and civil rights voices, legal scholars, social justice activists, labor leaders, and justice-minded people such as yours truly, generally both in the Denver Aurora area and nationally, who recognize the total injustice and the far-reaching implications of this case and have spoken out about this case. Tens of thousands of individuals and organizers have signed on to the demand to drop the charges. I will be one of them as soon as the fucking petition works or if I can find somewhere. This statement was issued by the newly formed uh, once again, they're, they're the same statement that I read at the top. They have it at the bottom again. That is the end of this article. Once again, written by liberationnews.org. Great article. Great. Um, let me find out. I got. I finally got a new news outlet that's actually going to report on things that needs to be reported on. Uh, I'm, I like it. Anybody who works for Liberation News, good job on this one. Good job on this one. Like I said, people, I'll leave this in the description box below for anybody who thinks I just made this shit up or you want to read it for yourself or once again, the petition should work. Let me try to click on sign the petition again. It could be this whack-ass tablet that I'm... Okay, now we cooking with gas. Yep. Now it works. So it seemed to have worked better when I clicked on it on the second, on the last... uh you could probably do it at the top of uh, this article. Like I said, they have it at the top and the bottom. So the petition is still up. 
I'm looking at it right now. Um, in fact, I will sign it uh, probably with one hand now. So I'll, I'll sign it after because I'm going to need to focus. I, I don't want the awkward silence. Um, yeah, they, they're asking for other information and shit, not just names. So I'll sign it right after I'm done with this. Um, but yeah, I'm wanting to bring that up, people, because like I said, this is something that is, this is a case that is very important to me. Most important, well, n- most importantly is getting the justice for Elijah and also getting justice for the activists, especially the leading activists, the three that I just named once again, Lillian House, Joel, um, damn, where their names at, where their names at? Lillian House, Joel Northam, and Eliza Lucero. Definitely get justice for them, but get but uh, for a uh, for Elijah McLean, um, because this is America, people. Um, it's disgusting what happened to him. It's disgusting what happened with Brianna Taylor. Uh, Brianna Taylor. And George Floyd. The media isn't, and I think the reason why the media isn't talking about what what I just read to y'all, or at least the mainstream media, because Liberation News is still media, just not mainstream. Um, but, or at least I don't think they're mainstream. This is my first time hearing about them, at least. Um, but... The mainstream isn't talking about this because any one of us could be Lillian, Joel, or Eliza. Any one of us could be arrested for no reason. Bogus charges placed on us for protesting and using our First Amendment right. For calling for justice. Any one of us could be that. The media, on the other hand, does not want us to believe that we can be that. Although, during the protest for both Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and others, there were individuals who were being not only beat, arrested off the street, arrested for no reason, bogus charges placed on them as well. So, if y'all didn't learn from those situations... I kind of want to know what the fuck is going to change... With this situation. Now I'm not saying. I'm giving up hope. I'm saying. Y'all need to wake up. That's all I'm saying. It's. It's. This is. This is just disgusting. I don't know how else to put it. Police got me lost for words on this one. They, they, son of a bitch. I don't know what else to say other than this is just straight up disgusting. You know, I said everything that I wanted to say, that I needed to say when I talked about Elijah McClain. I remember what I said vivid, vividly. I talked about the scumbag de- demon cops. Yeah, and I still believe that they should be... Um, um, held accountable. Of course, that hasn't changed. 
I talked about the individual who called the cops on Elijah, which I want to, you're not going to hear from that person ever again, but I want to know what, where, what the fuck are they at? Cause again, as I mentioned in that episode, and you can listen to my full thoughts if you want to know what I said verbatim. Um, but you call the cops on this man. He should, Elijah McClain should still be alive right now. You call the cops on this black man because he looked suspicious, dancing and singing along to a song that he was listening to, but then had the nerve to say he didn't deserve to die. You didn't want the cops to kill him. He and he didn't look guilty, but you still called the cops on him in the first place. I'm not going to rehash those emotions. I'm not going to rehash what what I got to say about that, but. What's happening to these protesters? Yeah. I'm going to speak out against that as well. This is not... This is not what, what, what everybody claims America is all about. Freedom and justice and all this other shit. No, this is not. They are... Punishing these three and all the other activists, but the leading activists, again, Lillian House, Joel Northam, Eliza Lucero, they are punishing them because they brought attention to racism. Essentially, that's what they did to the corrupt, racist police departments in Colorado and in the United States in general. And as I stated at the beginning of this, their only crime in quotation marks is, is bruising egos and challenging the status quo. The status quo is these cops can get away with murdering anybody, especially black folks. And you're supposed to stay silent and deal with it. And the punishment that these three and other protesters are getting is made to put fear in people's lives. They're trying to put these people away for nearly 50 years for protesting. And if you see that interview with Lillian, Lillian is not scared. She's not, she's not some punk bitch. Let me just put it that way. She's not backing down. She's still doing what she's doing. Um, I'm sure the other two, uh, Eliza and uh, Joelle, are, are are the same way. You know? But yeah, I'm signing this petition. I'm letting it be known that, you know, this is... They have a volunteer section. I filled out all my name, by the way. They have a volunteer section. I want to know what would I would that what would that entail? Because I don't want to not help. Because I don't want to be one of those weirdos that just sign a petition and do away with it. Because I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not really a big petition signer. But this, the only reasons why I sign, I don't sign petitions all the time. Um, it has to make sense to me. And 
this makes sense to me. I just feel like I have to because their voices it's what got the case to open up in the first place. And I believe that if they you know got more voices because the total number of signatures they have is 28,087. 28,087 signatures. So, yeah, I'm going to sign up. Uh, well, I'm going to hit that volunteer for what exactly. I don't know. Hopefully, they call me and send my email. But this is for you to decide as well when you hit that or if you hit the petition. I'm not trying to convince you to do anything, by the way. I'm just going through the motions and telling you what I am at the moment doing because it's a podcast. You can't really see me doing what I'm doing right now. Um, But yeah, you know, I just sent in my signature and this is, uh, this is really a, I'm glad that they are there's that something is being done. Um I'm trying to think of bright sides and all this cuz this is actually really 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 uh downtrodden. I won't it I mean it is depressing, but I can't I'm I don't like to throw around the word depressing when when that's not the exact emotion that I'm going through mm-hmm. right at the moment. But it is downtrodding. I'm going to put it that way. As in like it is something that is a bummer. You know, pretty much is what I'm saying here. It is a bummer. Um, that these three and every other people have to go through this. But a young man is dead. We're all alive. And I'm not saying, well, we still have life and therefore we should be grateful for that. Absolutely not. And I'm not saying because um, these three are young in, uh, individuals that 48 years may not be bad for them because by the time they get out, they're probably going to be in their 60s. No. That's 48 fucking years just just straight up gone. That they cannot get back. All because they're out here doing the right thing. Once again, they are being charged for decades simply for bringing attention back up to this situation to a, to, to a murder that Aurora PD wanted to get away with or at least wanted to go unnoticed and had gone unnoticed for quite some time prior to them finding out about it and the protests going on. Now, not only does the nation know about this situation, the world does. This makes Aurora PD look bad. And if anybody knows anything about police departments here in America, they really hate looking bad. But that's fucking tough because they do it to themselves. 
Ain't nobody doing shit to them. They do it to themselves. Fuck the police would not be a thing if the police weren't out here doing some fuck shit. It's really that simple. You don't see fuck the fire department. You don't see fuck the EMTs. You don't see fuck the elementary school teachers. You see fuck the system. Like the school system and the system in general. But that's not necessarily the teacher's fault. Now granted, they could do better. But there's a reason. This this system, this is systematically how policing has gone on here in America. I'm going to talk more about the system of racism and, and police brutality or just policing um, in America on, on YouTube. I was going to do a live stream about it or at least try to stream it. If not, I'll find another avenue or something. <laughs> but... Yeah, this. If I go on and on and on, I'm just gonna continue saying how messed up this is. Is what's going on with them? Um, but as always, when updates arise, and I'm on their email list, and they can text me. I, I gave them my number. They can text, call. Whenever updates arise, you gonna hear from me. I suggest you. If you want to hear, get the information for yourself, sign a petition. You don't necessarily have to volunteer for anything, sign a petition. Even You don't have to leave them your number if you don't want to, sign a petition. These are just suggestions, of course. I said sign a petition like 50 times. It's like five, maybe, four, three. But who's keeping count, right? Also, I'm not saying you have to have to do anything. There's a donation uh, a link as well. Let me just click on that real quick just to see if that still works. Yes, it does. So if you want to donate as well, go ahead. They have, let me scroll. They have Venmo as an alternate option as well. Um, the donation link will take you to, uh, it, it works. You can make a one-time payment or a monthly payment. They have, you know, 5, 10, 25, 50, 100, $250. And they have a custom option where you can customize the amount of money. So if you want to send a dollar, if you want to send, you know, I don't know, any, uh, 300 and that instead of 250 go ahead. And again, they have Venmo. Just click on the Venmo. It will take you directly to their Venmo. Um, and... You know how to work Venmo or should know how to work Venmo. You just donate there. Um, but yeah, that'll be the end of this episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And, you know, with your host, Ernest. Um, yeah, Ernest, who you love, Ernest, same guy. Different. I can't even do my own damn outro. I'm so, I'm getting down, y'all. Like I said, I'm not like super, super sad, but this is, this is a fucking bummer. But shout out to Liberation News for reporting on this. Whether it's a bummer or not, this is news we need to hear. And I needed to read up more on this situation. Granted, like I said, I watched the interview with Lillian House. So I heard, so part of what she, what I read in this, this um, article, I already knew from her interview. But one, it, it's not a bad refresher. And two... I still needed to know the other stuff. Like she didn't mention the names of the other two individuals. She just 
she did mention um, Joel's Joel's uh, arrest. She said that they sent a SWAT team and a SWAT tank to a fellow protester, a black man, and basically uh, drug him out his house. In the article, uh, um, prove prove that you know, uh, back that claim up. So, yeah, much needed information. Whether it's sad or not, much needed information. And I thank once again liberationnews.org for doing so. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter, LGBTQIA Lives Matter. Black women matter, black men matter, black trans women matter, black trans men matter, and you matter. Hit the links in the description box below, especially this one. If you want to read the article for yourself, the liberation, once again, liberationnews.org. You want to donate to them, go right ahead, please. You want to sign a petition, the petition, go ahead. It, all of that will be in uh, the Liberation News link. If you want to support me monetarily, monetarily, that's an option as well. You don't have to. Your simple share, subscribe, listen. These are things that are appreciated. You take care of yourself. Peace out.